Kia ora tofana, and welcome to the back catalogue, season one of Coffee Time Theology. As with the previous episodes, this particular podcast was recorded as part of an expression of church during the first lockdown in New Zealand, and has a little bit of a weird audio quality and clip in the middle uh, where we cut out the music for copyright reasons. So grab a coffee and we hope you enjoy. Kia ora everyone, and welcome to this, our seventh episode of Sunday Gathering, but a podcast. I'm Stu. And I'm Grace. And today is Mother's Day. Woohoo! It's a day where, unsurprisingly from the name, we celebrate our mothers. Um, we also get the opportunity to celebrate other women in our lives. Um, the, our mother figures, our auntie figures, our sister figures, our daughter figures, all of the, the women in our lives, even though it's Mother's Day, I think all deserve a special acknowledgement today. So if you're a woman who's listening, if you're a mother, sister, or daughter, I think that would cover all women. It covers all bases. I mean, if you're a daughter, you're obviously um, a a woman. woman. So happy, happy Mother's Day. Uh, I hope that you have a awesome time today. I hope that someone made you breakfast. Um, Even if it was yourself, I hope it was a special breakfast and it was something, you know, really, really, mmm. 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 You know, like it was just really, you just ate it and we're like, mmm, this is some good breakfast. Anyway, today uh, we are talking about change and church and methods of church, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. It's our seventh episode, and we've been going for about six weeks because of the whole because of, of the Easter. two over Easter. There were two yeah. Over, yep, over Easter. So that's crazy. We've recorded a whole heap of podcasts over the last six weeks. Hopefully, we've got better at it. Yeah, you know? I think so. We've learned some new skills. Yeah, we don't just go push that button and hope something good comes out of it. Well, I mean, we still do that. Oh, yeah. I guess that's exactly what we do. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Um, Thanks for joining us. We're going to jump into some worship before we get into our discussion. So let's get into it. We are right on the edge of what we expect to be a more normal week starting tomorrow. Tomorrow we're expecting Jacinda Ardern, our Prime Minister, to hopefully announce when we'll be entering Level 2. And we're all quite eager for some of our normal life stuff to start back up. For those of you who don't know, Level 2 in New Zealand is a return to our retail shops being open, a return to our hairdressers opening, our our cafes will allow people inside them instead of having to do contactless delivery of of coffee through windows. Uh, We'll also be allowed to hug outside of Level 2, it says, in the... uh, the things you can do in level two. Back to hugging, back, back to, to handshakes. Hugging, back to handshakes. And there'll still be some restrictions, mm-hmm. uh, mostly around the fact that you need to be able to trace who you've contacted. So like retail shops will have a, a register, basically, and same with cafes, we'll have to say, have to sign in with their name and address um, and phone number so people can contact them if they've been exposed to the virus. And gatherings under 100 people will be allowed. However, any gathering over 100 people is still going to be not allowed at the moment under that restriction. So that's level two. And we still have to have space in between people as well. So uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably the big one, that's isn't it? That's the big thing, yeah. yeah. So even where people are gathering, there still needs to be at least a meter space in between. There needs to be a chair gap in between people and there needs to be space for that physical distancing to still be followed indoors. Yes, so that's the big one. So that's level two, which is what we're 
hopeful um, and we're kind of expecting our the right honourable Jacinda Ardern to announce tomorrow uh, with her cabinet. I think they said it would be at least Wednesday if they announced it. It would be like Wednesday when it kicked in or something. I'm, I'm not really sure that they said something. Anyway, we're waiting for that announcement tomorrow. So, Grace, what are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to going and sitting down in a cafe mm. to have my coffee. You know? It seems our life revolves more around coffee than is possibly healthy. Well, no, meet, meeting people. Ah, uh, okay. You right. know, in a cafe. Phew. Yeah. You know, going and meeting up with a friend. Mm-hmm. Not not just the coffee stuff. Yeah, because I mean, under level three, basically, it was just the coffee. Like, yeah. I wasn't, we weren't allowed to do anything. It was like, hey, give me my coffee and thank you. I have to go now. I'm I'm quite looking forward to figuring what our church and welfare center looks like under level two because people will be able to come see us yeah Uh, and that'll be really exciting we won't be in the building by ourselves doing like food parcels and and prepping things and most of the time it's just one of us there and it's quite empty pretty empty so that'd be pretty cool yeah um some of the counselors who work out of our space might be able to come back and, and work so that would be exciting we get to catch up with people we haven't seen in a while so for, for most people it's a bit of a return to human interaction yeah definitely and most people seem to be excited about the people stuff yeah you know the people are looking forward to gathering together i actually haven't seen anyone who's just really excited about being able to go try on clothes you know in terms of like, the malls reopen you can also go buy clothes now and get dressed and get dressed what try clothes on dressing rooms you know all of that stuff that i presume will be allowed but no one's really excited about that people are excited about hey like i get to go hang out with like joe or bob or fred apparently and there are people with one syllable names anyway so people were excited about that. So we were we were wondering what this kind of says about our priorities. Yeah, it's interesting to think about, you know, what is it that people are going to rush back to after time spent sequestered away at home? You know, are we going to are we going to all rush back to get the get the latest clothes or are we all going to rush back to meet the people that, you know, we've been feeling distant from or what are we rushing back to? Mm-hmm. So in that, should we talk about like church gatherings? Sure. I think there are probably quite a lot of people that are looking forward to meeting together as church again. Yeah. Um, getting together tea and coffee before, after, during church, depending on your church. We might not um, be allowed to do tea and coffee. We oh. weren't allowed to before in level two. Oh, that's true. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll still be together. We'll still be together yeah. and we'll and still have that time of chatting and connecting. And yeah, connecting and fellowship and stuff. So while there are lots of people looking forward to it, I did wonder, because likewise I think there are a lot of people who have been connecting with the various digital expressions of church, you know, the, the things that are not normally available, mm. um, even things like this podcast or uh Salvation Online, our Salvation Army's online church service that the Salvation Army's put together, those aren't normally available. And I've been thinking that there seems to be people who normally wouldn't connect in with our church services, perhaps for whatever reason, they work Sundays, they aren't able to make it to a fellowship, you know, whatever reason, they're able to connect to this digital stuff. So I've I've been wondering what, what opportunities that make and what comes next. I read an article by Kerry Newhoff, who Mm. is a guy who writes leadership. I have no idea. He's a pastor, I guess. He's the founding pastor of Connexus Church. Right. 
um, which is in Canada, and it's uh, one of those mega multi-site churches. Yeah. But he stepped back from being the senior pastor of that a few years ago and has moved sort of into the writing books and uh, helping develop other leaders sort of role. Yeah, he writes a lot of blog posts. Um, on leadership and church stuff. Yes. Right. Well, so he uh, wrote an article earlier this week, and in it he asked a question where he basically said, are churches behaving like malls in the age of Amazon just hoping for people to show up again? Which I thought was fascinating. Like mm. a fascinating question. Malls have declined a bit with the amount of online shopping. The fact that people don't have to go physically to a mall or to a shopping center to buy stuff, the online, door-to-door, all of that kind of online stuff have actually seen a decrease or a decline in mall attendance, mm. mall use over the last 10 years probably. 15, 15 20. 20 years. Obviously, it's been declining faster over the more recent ones, and it's recently hit a bit of a plateau in terms of the decrease. And and uh, what Kerry Newhoff is, is asking is around the fact that there wasn't a big response from malls to do anything about it for a long time. Uh, there was this idea of them like, well, like, they'll come back and shop. Well, there's there's even the thing about Sears in the States, because Sears was this big, huge company that did mail order, and that's all they did. They didn't have physical shops in most places. They had a catalogue that went out, and you bought stuff from the catalogue, and they shipped it. And they were perfectly placed to turn into what Amazon is now, you know, this big online shop. But they thought that online shopping was just a trend. And so they refused to have any sort of online presence or move their catalogue, their mail-based catalogue online. And so now the Sears company has gone under completely. But instead, we have Amazon, which occupies sort of the same cultural space. You know, it's this big, huge place where you can get almost anything you want, but it's online now. Mm. And so this question, you know, about our churches operating like malls in the age of Amazon, waiting for people to come back, is a really interesting question to ask. Are we expecting things to go back to what they were? Are we expecting people to simply come back to what they attended before this uh, lockdown period and just waiting and, and uh, it'll, it'll go back to how it was? And I think it's, a, it's an interesting question because church attendance has been declining in the Western world and there has been a push, a, um, a group of, of Christian people grabbing onto the fact that you can be a Christian and you can live and serve in community and serve God without attending church. That's been a movement almost within the church because of how rigid church structures have been and mm. church services have been. And in response to that, there's been a sort of backlash as well. There's been a group of churches and a group of very active figures saying that online church isn't real church and that God can't use online church in the same way that he can use face-to-face -face church. Because the Bible says, that, you know, you must not give up meeting together. And so it's been really interesting over these past six weeks to see how everyone's shifted online, even those people who were huge opponents to the online church. Yeah, it's such a big call being like, God can't use online church the same way he uses like physical gatherings. Yep. You gotta be pretty, um, pardon my language, ballsy mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. 
to decide what God can and can't use. It's like a black and white being like, no, 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 you know, creator of the universe, all powerful God. I've decided that the interwebs is too hard for God to use to touch people, like, or to connect with people. Well, I choose to believe uh-huh. that it's simply that people can't see how God can use media that's unfamiliar to them. Mm. I'm, I'm choosing to see that. Okay, in, yeah, it's in not a, someone a making a statement light. that, like, what God can and can't do. Well, it's just that they can't see how he could possibly. Mm. And so they say that he couldn't. And that connects back to some stuff that we've talked about in the past about how people people gravitate to what they have experienced before. Mm. You know, this is how I connected with God. So this is how I think people should connect with God. Not because they want to say this is the only way to do it. It's just people gravitate to what they know and what they experience and what worked for them. This is how I came to know God. So this is what I want to make available for everybody. Yeah. So in um in this article, Kerry, when we're, we're friends, I can just say his first name. Uh, Kerry talks about how crises, 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 um, accelerators, and that uh, we've been forced to change from because of the the crisis Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily a temporary change it's kind of just sped up so when we look at church and when we look at what we've missed and what's been happening in the church i think we we just need to remember that that conversation's been happening for ages and that we're in a unique unique position now because of covid19 we've been forced to look at How do we continue meeting together digitally? How do we keep continuing to be a church family, to be the the body of Christ all together while we're physically distanced? And how do we take the lessons we've learned from that? And how do we take the things that we've learned about how to remain connected when we can't physically meet together? How do we grab the good of that and grab the the greatness of being able to physically be in each other's present and give each other a hug and make someone a coffee? And how do we mm. grab that yeah. and just grab the two and go, actually, we can do something with both of these elements, yeah, we can create something new that while it, it could look exactly the same as church has looked, you know, and looked to us before beforehand, and we might add elements, we might add things that let us connect better during the week. You know, mm. we might add something or just change how we do things so the focus isn't being um oh well we okay we don't meet together for another week so everything's on hold Mm. you know we we can't continue to deepen this relationship because whatever this is happening or this is happening and we can't connect together so we have to just wait till we're all physically together how do we take the lessons of all of these churches uh including us you know We've been forced pretty quickly to be like, well, how do we do something? How do we do a podcast? How do we record something so we can keep connecting with people and feel connected and share share church with them when we can't meet? We've we've done all this learning. What can we grab from it to enhance like our church community, to yeah. enhance the connections, to perhaps make our church services more accessible than they were before to people who wouldn't have connected how they previously used to? Is there a way for what we've learned and done over this to connect on in and, and become a pathway for us to connect with more people? I don't know the answer to that. I hope the answer is yes, because um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Last week, I asked people to contact us. What were you missing from church? What are you missing from church? You know, And we had some lovely responses. You know, people texted us or emailed us. Yeah. And I was quite pleased, you know, to say one of the texts I got said pancakes you know 
pancakes is one of the things people miss. Stu has been working on his pancake recipe, so he's he's really he's looking so, quite smug right now. I mean, it's just you know, pancakes are good. It's a good thing to miss. It's a good community event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also, we just wanted to share some of the other things that we were uh, sent in. We were one of the texts I got uh, specifically said they missed the fellowship together. You know, the opportunity to just be in the room together and share about life and share about your week and just connect face to face with mm. another human being who is a member of their church family. Yeah, and that's probably almost I could leave it there. Like that's most other things fit into that. Pancakes. If you were just coming together. So if you were just coming and having pancakes by yourself, probably wouldn't be as exciting because you'd just be eating pancakes in a room. By yourself. By yourself at church. And that doesn't actually sound like the most amazing morning. Not so much, no. Hmm. Mm. You know, um, we also got, there's a a text that said um, the interactive conversations in church there. Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? The fact that we have a whiteboard and the doodles on the whiteboard and the drawings on the whiteboard that are quite interactive. You know, we've we've talked... Even in this last six weeks, we've talked about how much Stu misses his whiteboard. Yeah, but other people miss it too. I think that's the exciting <laughs> bit for me. And it's the interactiveness. It's the, the fellowship community component of all of the things we do that people really seem to miss at the moment. Mm. Uh, one, of the, one of the people texted, they said, praying in church, praying as a community, praying as an individual in the church um, as part of the wired community is something that they miss. And that's that's just really cool to hear. And all of that, all of what, what comes into that, I, I remember in Genesis, right, in, in creation, mm-hmm. there's um, lots of things happen. God creates the world. Spoiler alert. But there's a line, it is not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Right? And that's in there and it's in the context of creation and, and man and woman and all of that jazz. But the I think the core of it, you know, like it is not good for humanity to be alone. It is not humans were not designed to be isolated. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 one tiny little line in Genesis. But it talks about for me, when it, when I think about this the reality and the truth that actually we're created to be social beings. Mm. We're created to be in community. If we look at the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who is in community with himself, we're getting really deep and theological very quickly here, Uh, but God created us to be in community both with him and with each other. Yeah. And I think that's what's really shined through in these these weeks of, of lockdown. I've been really noticing everybody's attempts to keep community, uh, even in even with the distance, you know, the mm. the teddy bears in people's windows or the Anzac wreaths on people's letterboxes, the chalk drawings in people's driveways. Always to connect and to still be community despite the distance that's required at the moment. Hmm. There's just something in us that needs other people and needs that connection that community brings. Yeah. So our intention this week is that once we hear from Jacinda uh, on Monday, Jacinda Adern, the, the Prime Minister. You're just, you're just really friendly with everyone this week, just yeah. first names. First name, Jacinda. Yeah. She also has a name that like you know who we're talking about. Yeah. Because like, I... I think I went to school with a Jacinda, but it's not really common. Yeah, it's not like Jane Smith. Mm. Mm. Who was the previous Prime Minister? I forgot his name. Bill. Bill and John, you know. And Helen. Helen. You know, those are all names. If you're, I was talking to Helen 
like, not that I was talking to them, but like, oh, we're waiting to hear from Helen. You'll be like, who? Like, well, you know, Helen, what would Helen? Well, the Prime Minister, obviously, with Jacinda. This is super not relevant. Our intention this week is that once we hear from Jacinda, what is happening with Level 2 is that we want to be organising our church gathering. You know, we want to get our people together to connect um, because we miss each other. Um, We miss meeting together as a community. But we also want to, I guess, consider what changes Mm. or what what we've learnt as a community and as individuals over this last week that we can bring into our our church gatherings. Yeah. Because I just think that there's a real opportunity for us to learn from the things that we've been forced to learn over the last six weeks. We've been given an opportunity to reassess how we connect with people mm. and how we do community together. And so there's there's a couple possibilities about what that looks like, um, which I'm sure once we actually get together, we'll nut out. You know, we'll, we'll have some more conversations as, as a group, as a, as a family. It might be that something like this podcast is actually going to continue. Yeah. It might be that it changes a little bit and it becomes more of a discussion or almost like a Bible study or, or a small group, you know, throughout the week. And we, we move the corporate worshipy stuff to our gathering. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of, of thoughts that we haven't yet thought. Yeah. But we, w- we want to make sure that we're not removing a place where we have found community over the past six weeks yeah so so likewise um we're we're not going to be removing the community that we had before COVID-19 you know we we are going to go back to meeting together as soon as we can do it safely um in a way that's responsible and keeps everyone safe we want those connections to hear happening but like Grace says we don't want to lose any connection that we've built through this kind of medium. For all of those listeners who aren't part of our regular church community, we want to make sure that we can still build a community together with you. We're really excited to see what comes next. We're really excited to be able to physically get together with everyone and have hopefully have a coffee, have a tea, maybe have some biscuits depending on if how the hygiene stuff. But more importantly, see each other and be in the same space and connect. Um, but we're also really excited for what comes next with things like this podcast, with things like Church Online. There's different places that are doing some really cool stuff. And we're really excited just to see what happens next and where the church goes with this. It'll be really interesting over the next little while to see what settles and what doesn't, you know, what turns out to have only been for a time and what is now normal and will continue to keep on keeping on. So in this this last few potential days of of lockdown, these last few days of level three potentially, we hope that you find some time to to breathe in and take a big deep breath in the, the pausing that you're currently in, you know, in this 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 season that we've been in and that you get an opportunity to choose what to rush back into and what not to we're really hoping that we have this space where we can come back in and our lives can be better and enhanced by this period of apartness and we can come together and do some really cool stuff together and connect in ways that maybe we haven't before. And I I hope that you've also found some stuff, found some rhythms or found some habits that you want to hold on to during this time. You know, that there's stuff that's new in your life that you want to keep, that is worth keeping. And that as we move forward 
out of this lockdown period potentially that there's something that you want to hold on to and bring forward with you out of this time God, thank you for this opportunity um, over these last six weeks to connect with each other through mediums that we don't normally. Thank you for this opportunity to be a community that even though we're not physically together, we can still be connected through technology. As we, as we move forward and as we see whatever comes next, uh, we ask that your hand guide us and that your hand be with us as we, we plan and we wrestle with where we're going next. And mostly we just ask for your presence and all that we do going forward. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope that you've had a enjoyable time listening to this. For those mothers and daughters out there, happy Mother's Day again. We hope that you have a wonderful day planned and that you do something cool. Or something you find enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, cool is, you know, relative. Something you find cool. Cool. I don't... That's, that's not how you say it, Stu. Cool. Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye.